Could you imagine that the story of your mountain climb could be the page in someone else's survival guide? How about that pain that you've had to walk through becomes the very thing that pushes you towards your vision? That is the heart and the mission of the Brave and Vision podcast. Welcome, ladies, to a journey of sisterhood and storytelling that connects us through our messy middles, man, those deep valleys, the rivers of healing to our mountaintop climb. I want you to join me with fellow visionaries as we come to you every month with stories, inspiration, encouragement, and motivation to keep going, to keep sharing those stories, to cherish what we've walked through so that we can help others to be brave enough to live out their stories. Hello, hello, happy Thursday. I love Thursdays. I love being here with you all on this platform, taking this opportunity to just be together. Well, I have been really thrilled with the podcast episodes and the guests that have shown up and let's say show out. And I want to give you this little secret. I truly pray and ask God, who should be on the show? What do we need to hear? And I say we because, yes, I've created this platform to share the stories of these incredible visionaries, incredible people doing just extraordinary things. You know, I love that quote. This is ordinary people doing extraordinary things. That's what Brave and Vision is about. And I get to take heed to what they speak and what they share. And then I get to share it with you all. And I'm telling you, I don't nitpick about what they're going to speak on. I actually ask them, share your truth. What is your brave right now? And share that. And wow, we have been getting brave courageous and beautiful stories and they have challenged us and today will be no different as a matter of fact I think today might be a little tough on us because guess what we're talking about identity yeah (laughs) I know I said the big c words before of consistency and closure and last week we talked about loneliness and all of those things are really Things that we all face one time or another that we have to come face to face with. Identity? Huh. If we admit it, I think every day we wake up trying to figure out who we are. And one of my favorite things to say is if I woke up today, God, you got purpose for me. Does it always feel like that? No. And I'll be honest, this week I wanted to just throw all the things that I sometimes take on as my purpose, the labels of mom and associate executive director of a senior community, um, business and career coach, uh, podcast host, and a wealth of other labels. I want to throw out the window sometimes. And I actually think we need to. And today we've actually are going to be challenged to pause and reflect on what really is our core values. 
Not the labels that I just named to you, right? But who you really are. And that's hard to answer, right? Sounds easier uh, to say it than to do it. But who our guest today, Shalise McKnight, who actually understands the complexities of our crazy brain and how our personalities get in the way and our experiences and our traumas because she is an adult psychiatrist who specializes in children psychology uh, psychiatry excuse me I'll stumble in over my words that's how important these words are <laughs> and the work she does is important and she also though tells us uh and shares from not just the knowledge that she has which a wealth of it but her own experiences with identity with Getting back to being anchored in our truth. And I love the question she poses to us is who we are. Hmm. Truly should be based and anchored in who God calls us. So how are we being anchored? How are we exercising that? How are we reflecting and pausing on the character and the quality of who we are? Yeah, I had to pause on that one. So I'm going to tell you, as I have said last week and the week before, grab your notepad. And you should probably have a journal just specifically for the Brave and Vision podcast. Because <laughs> that's what I really want you to come away with. A call to action, a challenge. And man, come on. Let's get to the better version of ourselves. I don't know about y'all, but I'm moving forward. And it's not been easy. Oh, not at all. And I've had to cry. I've had to drag myself I've had to push and challenge myself to be better. But guess what? We get to do this in this in community. So let's go in. This is a good one. Identity. This is today's topic, and I'm not going to lie. This is a hard topic for me. I grew up being so sure and confident in who I thought I was. I was raised in such a strong Christian household. I was able to go to a good university, was able to move through life, studied abroad, met my husband, went into medical school, finished that. But somehow the storms of life, I just never really anticipated the impact. And it's this is timely. Honestly, this is very timely because as we're going through COVID and we never thought about this unprecedented storm coming our way. And the significance of the impact that it's been having correlates so beautifully to the storm that I had to weather in securing my identity. So I wanted to really broach this topic today because as we go through storms, our identity is going to be challenged, but should it be? And God has really just unpacked this for me. And this is a work in progress, which I think is the beautiful thing. And I have to thank my sister Kenya for pushing me to do this because this is not comfortable. But I think we all know that in our discomfort and our realness, our rawness, our authenticity, that's where healing begins. And I believe that that is really the platform that um, we have right now is to come together in a safe place such as this to speak words of truth, um, to speak words of conviction, uh, to speak words of hope in an effort of healing. 
And that healing can come in any shape. And I know as I've listened to the other podcasts that um, they've definitely been impactful. So I pray that as I share my story and I talk about this topic of identity, that it would have a continued impact on the listeners. So let's begin. Oftentimes when people ask me who I am or what I do, I lead with my vocation, which is not uncommon when people say, hey, you know, who are you? Oftentimes we start with what we do. So, hi, my name is Dr. McKnight. I'm a board certified psychiatrist. I subspecialize in child and adolescent psychiatry. It becomes so scripted. And, um, but that's not how God wants us to lead. But I was even thinking about my identity in terms of how I've identified with my losses. And I've shared this before. It's very intimate, but I've shared this publicly that I've lost five children. And so oftentimes, you know, when I've gotten to circles that have been safe, we've been talking about child rearing or um, fertility issues. I've shared that I've had five losses. I've had a miscarriage, uh, four miscarriages. I've had a stillborn baby, which I give silence and honor and pause to thank God, you know, for, for the experience that I had with her. But I didn't realize how that trauma really impacted my sense of self. And identity is defined as the fact of being, of who we are as a person or a thing. And I love that because facts are facts, right? We can't dispute them. And oftentimes we get stuck in places that are not true. We tell ourselves these lies. Things are planted through experiences, trauma, tragedy, um, even successes, right? Our triumphs are not exempt from planting false seeds into our brains about who we are. But we have to know facts about who we are. It can't be based on assumptions or hopes and dreams and wishes, accusations, but it needs to be facts. And with that, that means that you have to have proof. And it's up to you to find where you get your proof from. But the point is this, that we often say things about ourselves one way or the other. Either our experiences are so negative and it's just like a spiral and everything is wrong, right? But at some point you have to stop and say, what proof do I have that this is actually true? And on the contrary, you know, for all our successes and everything, da, 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 and we say we're this and we're that, what proof do we have to really sit in that and say that this truly represents our fact of being? So as I've been navigating through my life, I can see how my identity has morphed. And the question became like, should it? When God created us, he created us as a particular being, purposed and fashioned for something beautiful and something so awesome. And as I've heard my sister Kenya say that if you woke up this morning, then you were meant to have purpose. So obviously we were meant to accomplish something and that something has to do with your identity. It has to do with the gifts and the callings that he's put inside of us, right? But we've kept them captive sometimes just because of our experiences and entertaining outside voices. Who's saying things to you? What people have um, done, you know? What assaults that you've had in your life? The obstacles that you've had to overcome? Whether they've been systemic or whether they've been familial, whether they've been intergenerational, we've all had to overcome something. And so we have to get back to the place where we are just truly looking at who are we? What, what, what do we lead with? And how does that help anchor us 
in our circumstances. This storm that we've had, COVID-19 pandemic, like I said, it has been a significant insult on our whole world. We don't navigate the world easily anymore. We're shielding ourselves. We are socially distancing. Our communication styles have changed. Our children are not in school. Some are, some are not. We're not working together in brick and mortar places. We've had to totally kind of recoup, reset, take a time out, pause. But in the midst of that, how has it impacted our identity? I work within a hospital setting and I'm gonna tell you that the level of mental health needs has reached a crisis. I know we talk about frontline workers in the capacity of maybe our emergency professionals who are meeting the physical needs of people in the emergency rooms or the ICUs uh, with COVID, but we also have to recognize the mental health pandemic that is going on right now. There has been an increase in suicide attempts, not just in frequency, but in lethality. I have been on an inpatient unit that stays full. We cannot keep a bed open. As soon as we're discharging one, we're filling the bed up. Children are in need. Adults are in need. They're at their wits end. They don't know what to do. And what am I hearing consistently from the ones that I'm looking eye to eye with as they sit in my chair, as we say status post-suicide attempt, meaning someone who attempted but they were not successful, I'm hearing this, I don't have a purpose. I don't feel as though there's any significance for my life. My life doesn't matter. I don't want to be here anymore. If you let me go, I will kill myself. And though, yes, this is heavy and it's daunting, but it is so critical and crucial to understanding the significance and the importance of knowing who you are. Because in knowing who you are, you're able to put a stake in the ground to be able to stand by your convictions and the values that you have associated with your identity is more than enough to help you to weather any storm. It does not prevent devastation. It will not secure you from having losses, but it will give you the assurance that you can get through it. Why? Because it's value-based, right? It's your quality. It's your character. The things that I said superficially when I'm introducing myself to somebody, it's not my occupation that defines me. It's my character. So even though I may say all of these things, these accolades and accomplishments, that will not get me through a storm because it is not my identity. We have to get back to the basics, back to the core values. And the reason why I feel that this COVID-19 pandemic has been so difficult on our world and especially the significance of how it's impacted our mental health is because we haven't really taken time to get to know who we are. And what has happened is we're stuck with ourselves. We've had to take a mandatory time out. We had no say in the matter just as abrupt as it wants to be. I remember, I can remember the day where I was when we were told, stay at home, you know? And, and for us here in my state of Virginia, it was uh, forecasted to be a three month type of ordeal. And I remember that we had no choice. And so what has happened is that we were a society 
that was constantly on the go. We had other things to entertain us. We had other things to distract us. We had other things to define us, right? That's good. Other things to define who we are, how we relate to people. And then it was all gone. And guess who we were left with? Ourselves. And what happened? Because it's unfamiliar, it became uncomfortable. And for many, it became unbearable. And that is a public health crisis. It's an identity crisis for sure. But it lets us know that we have to take the time. We have to be intentional to make sure that we are not forsaking ourselves for the greater good. We are no good to society if we do not know ourselves. And what does that mean? It means taking a big old look, a big old pause to say, time out, let me reflect on my core values. What do I stand for? Not what has society told you you should stand for. We're not forming identities out of what was said and what was not said, how we've been treated, injustice or not. We're looking at our core values, those values that will stand alone. They don't need a circumstance or a condition, but by themselves, if I didn't have a job to be a doctor, that I can still feel like I have my identity, right? So if I'm leading and saying, hi, my name is Dr. McKnight, board certified uh, psychiatrist, what happens tomorrow if I wake up and I'm no longer able to do my job? Do I no longer have an identity? Well, I probably will have identity crisis because maybe that's what I've been putting all of my identity stock in. So that lets me know that's not a core part of my identity because it's temporary. It can change. I need those essential elements that will stand on their own all by themselves, that I don't have to do anything for it, that by itself, storm or no storm, it's going to be okay, right? And so that is what I really wanted to convey. Take the time, close your eyes, think of those top five things of who you are. They can be words or phrases. How do you identify yourself? And I want it to be top of mind, meaning we're not giving a lot of thought. You don't have to ask a friend. You don't have to call anybody on the phone and say, hey, mama, hey, can you tell me? No, this has to be what comes to your mind, because what comes to your mind is what you really believe about yourself. And it's a good starting place to say, hey, okay, maybe I do have a list of accomplishments that are taking up my five more so than values. And then now that's where the work begins to try to define that list and um, just doing it in a way that makes sense, that's logical. For me, I had to go back and do my list over, I'm not gonna lie. So top of mind, mine was like a wife and a mom of five, a doctor, um, a warrior, because I just, listen, I can war in a lot of different arenas, but I identify myself as a warrior, as a person of faith and an encourager. And while that may be good, for a particular setting, such as, it, such as if I'm introducing myself to somebody or if I'm doing a short bio, if we're really talking about the principles and those foundational elements that we want to be core and central to our identity that will help us to navigate and weather and win, because we don't want to just weather, but we want to win the storms of life, I need to go back and have those values that, like I said, are stakes in the ground conviction-based, value-based, strength-based that will allow me to know that I am assured to get through it. Again, it does not speak to you being able to 
um, navigate against devastation or tragedy or trauma, but it's enough to get through it, right? And more importantly, enough to get over it because we don't want to just get through things and then get to the next obstacle and be triggered and be right back to where we were. We want to get over it and we can do that by knowing who we are. And another thing is just making sure that we safeguard it. It's just like all these beautifully erect monuments that we have around the world. They are there for a reason to remind us of a foundational truth. And even though they are susceptible to precipitation, right? There are laws that they cannot be modified. And there's a process of conservation, preservation, restoration. There's an intentionality about making sure that it is safeguarded, but that it's not destroyed. And so what we have to do with our identity is not just define it, but safeguard it to make sure that, yes, we are going to have things from life that chip away at it, but it should stand the test of time. And you should not allow anything or anyone to demolish it, modify it, that does not have the paramount regard to be able to do that. And for me, that rests in God's authority because I believe he has already told me who I am. And that is what I stand upon to be the basis and the primer for my identity. So I charge you with just thinking about it. Do the exercise. Um, go through it. Challenge yourself. What is actually factual, right? Because again, we're getting back to the fact of being. Not becoming, not looking at what has been, but in this present moment, who am I? And those things will be the anchor because that shouldn't actually really change. Your circumstances will, but the identity should be something steadfast, firm, foundational, trusted, tried, and true. So take this as encouragement that even in the storm of the pandemic, that it's been a gift. For those who have lost, my heart truly goes out. And for us who are still here, we have purpose. Let's define and anchor that in our identity. So I challenge you today to do what Shalise encouraged you. Take the five points, tips, tools that she gave you. Write them down. Be intentional now. Reflect and pause. Because who you are is important to the world. And I don't care what anybody has said to you before or even has whispered to you even before you even listen to this podcast. Who you are is needed, wanted, desired, and accepted. Now you got to get to that. And that has to be your truth. And you have to be anchored in it. So yeah, you're challenged today. And I hope that you will take it on. I hope you will take heed to what Shalise shared. The transparency. The rawness. The truth. And guess what? 2021 may have come with some stuff. 
And we're probably all still recovering from 2020. But who we are is going to weather the storm. And like I always say, we're better together. And I'm glad to be able to weather it with you. If you need someone, we have resources. Please reach out to braveinvision at gmail.com. We'd love to stand beside you, provide you those resources, and remind you just how important you are. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Check you out on the next one.